The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. In the South, it's always college football season and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Incited criticism of name, image, likeness. All by just one word. And it changes everything. It is Chuck Oliver Show on Thursday. I hope everybody's having a super groovy existence wherever you are in the Chuck Oliver Show Network. Uh, hither and yon throughout the southeast, or uh, if you're listening on the app or online or however you listen to a podcast, I appreciate you doing that. I am in Cherokee, North Carolina. Harris, Cherokee. One of my home away from homes, the other Harris Valley River, about an hour away in Murphy, both places, Caesar Sportsbook. I'm staring right now, Giantist TV I've seen inside in a while, uh, and then two more on each side of it and all the bright lights and numbers, and we got kiosk and we got people out a window, and so it's live collegiate and pro sports wagering, courtesy of the Caesar Sportsbook, and it's awesome. So that's where we are today. Told you that the most often cited criticism of name, image, likeness, uh, it is all. We <laughs> We can change just one word, and it will change everything about our level of understanding about name, image, likeness. The criticism I hear most often, this level of investment in name, image, likeness won't continue. The lack of return of investment, the lack of ROI, guarantees it. The most often cited criticism I've heard of name, image, likeness about going forward. Well, you won't need as much legislation or whatever. This level of investment in NIL won't continue. This is an investment in name, image, likeness. This is spending on name, image, likeness. When a corporation invests, folks, we got shareholders who need justification other budgets that may need to be adjusted to find the new, uh, the, uh, the new expense. All kinds of very real concerns. And a revenue-based, and I, I think more importantly, a profit-based, return that is part of that plan because it's an investment. The hope for investment with name, image, likeness isn't increased market share. It's painting a year on the side of the stadium. Like, that's it. A flag beside the giant TV in your end zone. That's not much to do with increased sales. It's a lot to do with, I'm a Texas fan, and I want a title. Which is why most of the deals we think of in the, this level can't continue. 
there are some really headlines, like the Jaden Rashada disaster, because the money was never there and it just it wasn't accounted for. Um, but most of the deals that actually go through in the the category of this this level of investment can continue. Those are actually local deals involving maybe a fan or alum who also may either own a company or control the advertising budget. That's what that is. If you remember, and I was talking about the deals that we all pay attention to. If you remember (laughs) the B. John Robinson deal, running back at the University of Texas, and he gets a deal for Lamborghini. No one from Lamborghini in Italy called Bijan Robinson prepared to make an offer based on graphs and charts and how many more Bentleys were sold in Texas last year. And we think by adding Bijan to our roster of endorsers that we can gain 14.2% more, whatever. That is not what it is. This is about the managing partner at Lamborghini of Austin being a Texas grad calling up Bijan and saying, hey, want to drive a Lambo for a year? I don't know if they're going to sell any. I I, I don't know. There's money in Austin. State capital at the University of Texas. They got rich alums and oil money, which I guess is still good. Um, That's not really what this is about. This was about getting the next awesome running back because he said, whoa, Texas gave now. This is, by the way, this is like when we say Jello or Kleenex. What we really need is, I mean, is like tissue or gelatin. Uh, you have a high school, a five-star at Permian, and he, this is what's going through his gray matter. This is a direct quote. Texas gave Bijan a Lambo? No, Texas did not. <laughs> But that's the takeaway that the managing partner or the owner or the sales manager or director of marketing who was a Texas grad, what the five-star rising senior running back in the state of Texas thought about Bijan and his new sled, quote, and I'm telling I don't even know who the kid is. Some kid somewhere looked at that deal and the exact words, Texas gave Bijan a Lambeau. In reality, through a collective or a private to the kid's agent or representative, this was this was a celebrity endorsement deal. But unlike, for instance, Dr. Pepper and Bryce Young, a lot of that see that's on a national scale where you say, all right, uh, how much how many more 12 packs of Diet Dr. Pepper are going to sell than we did last year. Yeah, that qualifies. It's not because the Dr. Pepper director of marketing, well, she graduated from Tuscaloosa 10 years ago, and now she wants to direct the – no. That is Lamborghini of Tuscaloosa saying, hey, Alabama quarterback. And by the way, see, it's not really uh, uh, B. John Robinson. It's the Texas running back because this is not necessarily actually for Bijan, this Lamborghini. 
this is for the Texas running back so that the next kid who I hope will be a Tech, that's what that deal is for. It's the same thing, Lamborghini. It's not for Bryce. It's not for C.J. It's for the Alabama quarterback or the Ohio State quarterback so that the five-star who was trying to decide between places, he looks at Steve Sarkeesian and says, wow, Arch Manning, I'm going to guess right now, okay? I'm going to give everybody an opportunity. How much do you – and I'm just going by transfer – no, uh, uh, name, image, likeness, database, and this is at 247. I, I'm pretty certain that's where I saw it, 247. Um, do you know how much in name, image, likeness the incoming Texas quarterback has? Well, that's Arch Manning. Yeah, that's not who it is. It's the incoming Texas quarterback because it's how much name, image, likeness money is sitting there for the high school senior quarterback deciding where to go when he's like, whoa, wait a minute. Arch got Texas gave Arch Manning. Do you know how much he – $3.8 $3.8 million in name, image, likeness. It's a different deal. I get it. It's Arch Manning, uncle, other uncle, granddad, all of this stuff. I, I Okay, I get it. But to the 17-year-old rising senior who says, hey, Texas just gave, that's all he cares about. And whoever pitched in, whether it's actually like, I don't know, the owner of a Bentley dealership, who, I want Texas to win a national championship. Here's here's a Bentley. Whether it's that guy or here is the money where it just called mailbox money. And the first time I heard that, is that a business term? There's a guy, Dave Ramsey, if you know who Dave Ramsey is. Um, look up Dave Ramsey. Um, total money makeover. Um, one thing that Dave, Dave Ramsey talks about is mailbox money. Do you know what mailbox money is? It's kind of where you don't have to do a whole lot, and you just go to the mailbox every 15 days. These name, image, likeness, these collectives, I mentioned it last week with Yay Alabama with the new LSU collective. We had our buddy Ingram Smith, who's now transitioned to he runs the battles in. He's CEO, man, Florida State Collective. Um, do you know where the real money is? It's kind of the mailbox money. It's hitting up a fan base like Ohio State for, hey, prove your level of Buckeye fandom with your monthly membership. Ooh, I'm a big Buckeye fan. Well, for as little as $18 a month, okay, I can do that. That's like $210, $15 a year. I can do that. There are memberships that are $250 a month. There are memberships that are $1,000 a month. And then it has that little plus on $1,000 and up. You have some people who say, you know what, I want to join Yay Alabama. Here's a quarter of a million dollars. Let's just count me as a lifetime member. But then there are folks who say, I want to join at the $100 a month level, and you realize, yeah, there are 100,000 people that go to every single home game, and we're offering them some level of fandom. They don't need to buy a very high level for that mailbox money to start adding up. Now, they get a signed Christmas card, and they get to go to a meet and greet, and they get special barbecue before kickoff of the Western Kentucky game. But for the most part, it's saying, here's some money. I want to give money to help us attract better players by rewarding the current players in a handsome manner. That's most of what we are seeing, and, buddy, that is about to explode, I promise you, because a lot of the deals – see, this is what didn't happen with the Gator Collective. 
all of that money pulls together, and sometimes it's, you know, 50,000 fans all paying $22 a month. Sometimes it's that, and then there's the business owner in Miami with the uh, health clubs, and he's like, all right, yeah, and I'll give 250 grand right here. And you put it all on this big pot, and then you go to the scholarship athletes, and then you make sure everybody sees, and you make sure word gets out. Yeah, you make sure word gets out. And I'm telling if you – the most often-cited problem is that return on investment. It's just not there. It can't continue. It is going to increase because this has become – it's taken about a year and a half. This has become the blueprint on how to do a, a, a collective. Get – all of the fans involved at some level, and then you quickly realize, wait a minute, we get 100,000 people. Don't, we don't need that much. So it's about to, I think it's about to increase even more, and it will be more stable. Uh, all right, so that's what it is. We're going to take a break. Continue. Check out our show next. King of college football, no matter where you go, with a new Southern Sports Today app. Catch the best college football conversation in the South everywhere with the SST live stream and daily podcast. Download it now at the App Store and the Google Play Store. Now, more of the best college football talk in the country. It's the Chuck Oliver Show. Oh, we go. College football on Chuck Oliver Show, nine states, 56 sticks. Hey, that includes North Carolina. That's where I am right now. Harris, Cherokee, Cherokee, North Carolina, the Caesar Sportsbook. I'm staring at bright lights and numbers and all kinds of stuff, and it is awesome to be here live on site, Collegiate Pro Sports Wagering. Um, there were some surprising reactions to Kirby Smart hiring or promoting or reinstalling or whatever it was, but going down the hall and saying, Hey, Mike, want to be OC? There were some surprising responses, and I'm going to call people out. That's not what we do here. I'm just going to – this guy put his name on it, Connor O'Gara, who we have on regularly. We know that loyalty is everything for Smart. It's fair to wonder if loyalty blinded him on this decision. I have, I have missed all this, boy, Kirby's just too loyal and to the detriment of the program. I have missed those instances, apparently. I mean, he's a cold killer who, if it's about winning, well, that's what it's going to be. Um, so I, again, I, and I'm not in Athens every day. I'm not boots on that beach, but I have missed the narrative of, oh, he's just warm, fuzzy, loyal Kirby. I want to welcome on right now. Uh, and there's so much to talk about. I want to welcome him on right now from everything that is CBS sports. It is Barrett Salee. Brother, how are you today? I'm good, Chuck. I'm looking forward to heading up where you are the first couple of days of March Madness. Uh, it's going to be a good time up there. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, all right, well, let's first of all just talk about Mike Bobo, and he is the OC now. Um, can I ask you, was it just not a fair fight? I, as far as Todd Munkin leaving, I said, if he wants to be a head coach in the NFL, there's nothing that any college program can do about that, so you got to go to the NFL. Um was that kind of what it is, like this was going to happen, and so Kirby was prepared for it and was just kind of waiting to knock on Bobo's door, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we Todd Munkin interviewed with the uh, Ravens for a couple times, you know, back in uh, in January, uh, the Bucks as well. So I think you're right. He wants to be an NFL head coach. He's been in the NFL before, and I think the NFL is far less likely, likely to take coaches uh, from the college ranks now uh, than it has been ever before, uh, due in large part to Urban Meyer. 
um, because he's, you know, that that's not necessarily fair to everybody else, but it's been hard for college coaches to break into the NFL anyway. And then, you know, Urban Meyer being arguably the worst hire in NFL history doesn't help, didn't help at all. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is inevitable. I think Kirby was ready, not ready, I'm not, I think, he definitely was ready to pull the trigger immediately um, after uh, Todd Monk had left. And so uh, I, I commend him. Uh, I think anybody that says it's about loyalty is insane. I, I think that um, this is a home run hire for Georgia, and Georgia fans should be excited about it. What will the offense look like? Do you have any guess? I don't think it'll change. I mean, I don't think it'll change. I think um, Mike Bobo has evolved. We've seen that. He he was a part of this team last year. He knows what Todd Munkin wants to do. He knows what Kirby Smart expects. And he's had a track record of success in Athens. I know he's been sort of a lightning rod because run the dang ball, Bobo. And the, the truth of the matter is he has. And when you look at uh, what – he was able to do like, through the air. He made Aaron Murray the leading passer in, in SEC history. Aaron Murray's a great, a good player. I love Aaron Murray as a dude. He's a friend. He ain't one of the best quarterbacks to come through the SEC. And I would say Mike Bobo's departure after the 2014 season led directly to Mark Rick's dismissal following the 2015 season. I mean, check this out, Chuck. Before Mike Bobo left, the scoring offenses in the previous three years, 37.8, 36.7, 41.3 with your colleague Hudson Mason at quarterback. And, again, I love Hudson. Good friend. Good radio host. He ain't that great of a quarterback. And I'll tell him that, you know. So uh, then it dropped off to 26.3 the next year. Uh, they barely averaged over six yards per play uh, in 2015 with Schottenheimer. They averaged 377.2 yards per game. That's down by more than 100 yards than when Bobo was there. So he's a good coach. He's evolved. He knows what Kirby wants. This was a natural fit. And I think Georgia fans should be excited about it. How's it going with Hugh Freeze as we bounce across the state line and division lines? Because uh, I have said that somehow a five-game losing streak to end the season wasn't the worst part of 2021 for Auburn. Like, it got worse in February and March. Um, the change over the last five or six months, just the feel, uh, and then there's, like, concrete and tangible as well. How has he been able to do this? Well, I actually caught up with him in this week, and you can read that story on CBSSports.com. And, and he was pretty um, pretty vocal and pretty adamant about this being, you know, extremely hard. Um, he actually used the phrase, you know, drinking through a fire hose. And I think that is uh, very, very appropriate because he comes in as a guy from Liberty who he even said he was not prepared for NIL. You know, they had a little bit of it at Liberty, but he was not prepared for the ins and outs of what NIL is at the, at the Power 5 level, at the SEC level. Uh, so he didn't really know how to explain or how to manage that, and I think that's why it was very important to have Carnell Williams and Zach Etheridge on staff, because they did. Uh, because, yeah, Brian Harson was a disaster, but at least they understood the NIL portion, um, even though arguably Brian Harson was not very good at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least Carnell and Zach knew how to do it. Um, and then recruiting, he, he really dislikes trying to figure out how to do all this on the fly. But he's very happy with where he is. Uh, he's, I think, very confident that he's done a great job considering the, 
bizarre and, and strange circumstances in which not only he was hired, but the hornet's nest he stepped into and is ready to go about this spring practice more or less as an audition for a lot of players. Uh, he's happy with some of the path that he's took, especially with defensive linemen and offensive linemen. You go look at the offensive linemen they got in the transfer portal. They're all pretty good. You can't get 6'5", 320-pound offensive linemen that have ballerina-like feet in the transfer portal. Those people just don't exist. So he went quantity, and he's got some really good players who he thinks he can coach up, and his staff can coach up, and I think that's the proper way to go about it. I asked him directly about the quarterback situation. He flat out said, look, dude, we're going to see what we have with Robbie Ashford and T.J. Finley. And then during the portal window on May 1st, we'll see what happens. But he's confident that while neither of those guys were consistent, there's a foundation for him to work with them and a foundation that he feels is, is pretty solid uh, for him for, for different reasons, obviously. Um, but, but it's a pretty solid foundation. Last thing, buddy of mine, LSU fan, can we win a title with Kelly? I was like, you want a title with Les Miles and Ed Ogeron. You can win a title with Brian Kelly. Um, but what about maybe this season? We got 60 seconds left, uh, bird's eye of LSU. Yeah, they could. Um, I said when Brian Kelly was hired that he will win a national championship at LSU. I don't necessarily know this year, but you got a quarterback in Jaden Daniels when the light bulb, and the light bulb clicked. Uh, in the second month of the season, and it lasted throughout the rest of the year. Um, and then they've, they've done well in the transfer portal. Uh, they're getting better along the offensive line. They've got experience on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and they have arguably the best player in college football in Perkins coming back. So, uh, yeah, foundation could be this year. Uh, I think before he retires, and I think retire is, is how this will end, uh, they will have a national championship. There is a very loose overlay, not even a comparison with Joe Burrow's 18 season and the second half and then the narrative of what it led to. There's a very – there's something for me to work on there. I don't know. I appreciate uh, the conversation today, Barrett. Later, Chuck. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks at uh, where you are right now up at Harris. Outstanding. Barrett Slay, CBS Sports, uh, CBS Sports HQ, Sirius XM, all that. That if you look at Joe Burrow – it was okay, and he had to win the job, but he was going to. He was going to. Uh, but he had to win the job, and then halfway through his first season, and then, hey, look what it blossomed into. Can that be Jaden Daniels, too? I, it could be. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It'll be easy, but certainly could be. It's 
always college football time in the South. Now back to more of the king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Chuck Oliver Show continuing on a Thursday live from Harris, Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina. There's Harris Valley River in Murphy, North Carolina. It's only about an hour, maybe about an hour 15 away. Um, and it is the same thing there uh, as far as the Caesar Sportsbook. It is live um, on-site collegiate and pro sports wagering. And, I mean, you walk to the window, the kiosk, it's everything as if you are in Las Vegas, which used to be the only place you could do that. Um, and it has changed. Um, so we are about two months away or so from the NFL draft. It was in Vegas last year. We were there. Boy, was that fun. Uh, this year it's in Kansas City. Now, here's the truth. I'm hoping to go back to Vegas for the NFL draft, even though the draft isn't there. Um, that That is going to a destination, even though there's not really anything happening there. It's got to be a special destination. And one of the first times I really started thinking about this was whatever year um, – New Orleans played Indian. I'm going to get this right. New Orleans played Indianapolis in the Super Bowl. That might have been like the January, February of 2010, maybe. And so whenever that was, I had a bunch of my friends. The game was in Miami or Tampa, and a bunch of my friends who are Saints fans go to the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, wow, how'd you get tickets? And they all, every one of them who was a Saints fan looked at me and was like, no, I'm going to New Orleans for the Super Bowl. I was like, but the game's in fl-. I was like, oh. I get it. New Orleans is, you know, not much of a party town. Not much to get. So when the Saints were in the Super Bowl, they're like, yeah, I don't have tickets. And here's the thing. There were folks who genuinely said if, now they didn't get tickets, but if I had tickets, I don't know that I would want to go to the Super Bowl <clears throat> versus being in New Orleans. Well, that's the same kind of thing. The NFL draft, anything in Vegas is awesome, uh, as well as the NFL draft, and there will be draft parties there. So that's what I am hoping happens um we are now officially into the off season 2022 was in the rear view and it's because after signing day and now boom it's spring practice and that's already started with some places um there is a very loose game i play and it's just an accounting more than a game it's called fired hired or retired and it's what happens next with coaches across all of college football like what is the next like entry on the transactions to fired hired or retired and it's will give you some kind of bottom line insight to that and i've got bad news for everybody in the sec particularly the east um what i think for kirby smart is solidly in one of those categories we'll talk about that a little bit later but i told you all this yesterday a uh, very special guest a guy who's come on before is always really nice with his time want to welcome on right now man in charge of the seminoles program down yonder in tallahassee it is fsu head coach mike norvell coach welcome back how are you today i'm doing great chuck thanks so much for having me on and uh just excited uh, spring ball's getting closer so uh, guys have been working working really well in our winter program and just uh, counting down the days all right, well, let's start off by making you really uncomfortable and talk about something you don't want to. Uh, have you gotten used to, I guess all coaches, have you gotten used to your money being in the paper? Like, my paycheck is not in the paper, and I'm kind of happy about that. You got an extension about a week ago, um, and it was, I mean, that's just kind of a very public thing, but you're locked up, and the fans are at least happy about it. 
Well, I'm just so grateful, you know, grateful for the for the opportunity I get to lead this program, and just for our administration, uh, for the president, board of trustees, athletic director. I mean, it's a uh, this is a special place, and to, to to have that support and that belief, not only where we are, but but especially where we're going. Um, you know, it's an exciting time. You're you're here to be a Seminole, and. Um, you know, our, our players, you know, the, the guys that uh, we have here on campus, the guys we're recruiting to campus, um, it's, um, you know, really, really pleased with the, with the steps we've taken as a program and really believe we set a great foundation just to, to build upon as we, uh, as we continue to grow. All right, let's talk Jordan Travis because, uh, I don't know, height-wise, if you're six feet tall now, that's plenty big for the NFL. Um, and you, if you were able to throw tall, you could be Russell as well if you were shorter than that, but whatever. And he's taller than that, so that's fine. But what does he have to do to improve his stock more with the NFL in the 2023 season with Florida State? You know, I, I think he's in a great position. And uh, you know, Jordan's done some remarkable things, played as, at a very high level here this, this last year. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, just the uh, the leadership, you know, the, that he shows. I mean, the way that uh, you know, this team follows him, you know, the playmaking ability that he has, you know, not only, you know, with what he does with his arms, but obviously, you know, with, you know things he can do with his legs, um, you know, are truly special. And, uh, you know, when you see, you know, teams, um, whether it's, when teams try to pressure him, you know, just the accuracy and the, the rhythm and timing that he's grown in so much confidence in. And then you also being able to push the ball down the field, you know, part of the, you know, one of the most explosive offenses in the country. And, you know, he's a catalyst for that. And, uh, you know, I think as he, as he continues to, to grow and just uh, you know, that consistency and just the, uh, um, you know, taking his game to the, to the next level. I mean, it's, uh, he's got a great future in front of him and uh, definitely excited. I get to coach him for one more year before he takes that next step couple more minutes here, Florida State head coach Mike Norvell. Jared Verse, man, you talk about a physical advantage. You get a grown man on the line of scrimmage in college football. That is a big deal, and he came back for another year. I got to say, I wasn't expecting. Um, talk about just that, the nature of that, the physical the ability to overwhelm a kid who may be 18 or 19 years old. No, I mean, you know, Jared is, is uh, you know, I believe he's just scratched the surface to where he's going to go. Uh, you know, coming in, you know, being in the program for a year, you know, you know obviously transferring up from uh, from Albany. Uh, this was a, you know, at all times you change. It's going to be a little bit tran- of, of a transition. But, I mean, really just, you know, how he's how he's bought into the program, you know, the success that he had, you know, you know, immediately. Uh, and then, you know, the opportunity just to continue to get better. And, you know, he really loves being a Florida State Seminole and the teammates that he has and, and you know, obviously – the, the areas where he can continue to to improve and, and showcase all the skills and talents that he has and you know he's just uh, done a wonderful job since he's gotten here and uh, you know really excited for, for what this year is, is going to hold for him last thing for you know, I want to talk specifically about the secondary because it's one of the groups and I've said offensive line forever I was like it's not just talent you got to play with each other uh, talk about the increased talent, uh, excuse me, challenge in the secondary of throwing a bunch of new kids together every spring practice and, and making it work. Well, I mean, the great thing is we have a we have a lot of uh, a, a lot of returning talent that's coming back in that group, and you know we've and plus we've been able to add you know some some great newcomers in the program uh, that are going to challenge you know for for opportunities and going to continue to to build the uh, playmaking ability that we have back there. And you know we are losing a great player in, in Jamie Robinson, yep. but uh, you know other than that, we're, we're returning most of you know all of our the, the impactful guys uh, from this past season that you know we were you know, top four in the country in pass defense and. You, it, it provides a, a you know a great.
great chance for us to continue to build that depth and build that competition and you know to be able to allow a number of guys to play and not only defensively but but be impactful on special teams and when that group is good you know usually you're going to see a a, a great uh, uh, you know increase in the production in, in all other areas of your team and uh, you know I, I really like our, our defensive backfield I like the guys we have there you know they're hungry they're passionate you know they've done a good job competing with each other and you know we get out there this spring it's going to be about the consistency of our communication you know doing the little things everybody being on the same page um, and, and that just takes time and uh, but with a lot of a lot of returning talent and guys that have been working together and, and then obviously the newcomers uh, that are joining the program I really think this can be a great group. Coach appreciate your time as always man thank you for coming on. Well thank you so much for having me and go Knowles. Man does as good a job as you can find with anybody in uh, transfer nine coming in this year uh, corner coming in from Virginia, defenders uh, in the front seven as well. And uh, it's just uh, it's a big challenge in those two groups when you bring in new talent and say, uh, all right, now we have to make this work. Uh, so Jamie Robinson on the way out and new talent coming in. And, um, again, it's just one of those things you got to work through. Uh, appreciate Mike Norvell coming on. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. More Chuck Oliver Show right after this. Now back to the Chuck Oliver Show on Southern Sports Today. The six best champions from the sport are going to go to the postseason. Well, that's good news if you're in the future Pac-10, whatever they're going to call it, if you're in the Big 12, if you're in the ACC, because those conferences become, at least for the teams that are in the middle of the conferences now and having a hard time kind of clamoring up and playing with some of the big boys, become more winnable. He is Fox Studio, is that right? Help me. I think it is, yeah. And he is talking about the biggest benefit, who's going to make the most of it when it comes to the expanded playoffs. Well, if you're in what we call Power Five, even though there's a giant division between, like, two of them, and then there's another one that's and then there's two that you're like, yeah, I guess you're Power Five too. Um, You're Power Five as well. But there's a giant divide there. Um, no one will get left out now. <laughs> like, we had to change the rule. Are you aware there's something? Do you know who Ted Stepien was? Have you ever heard that name? Ted Stepien, if you go back, I don't know, like 50 years ago, he bought the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he was as bad an owner as there's ever been in the NBA. And there's something called the Ted Stepien rule. They had to pass a special rule where they gave Cleveland some extra first-round picks. Like, they literally just said, look, and you can't trade them. You have to draft somebody with these. You're so bad. Here are some extra picks. When they changed the rules to help correct whatever your responsibility is in your plight, when the entire structure has to – the NBA said, hey, sorry, all the other NBA teams, but this team's so bad and they screwed it up so bad themselves, we're just going to give them some first-round picks. And the other NBA teams went, yeah, that's – yeah, okay. Greg Sankey, he was like, 14 playoff works for us. We don't get left out. You know what we do sometimes? We take half. The seeds, the, 
The 14 plow was working great for him. 14 plows weren't pretty good for Big Ten. Big Ten proved, hey, wait a minute. You don't even have to win our conference, and you can go represent our conference. We love the 14 playoff. All these other conferences, I mean, folks, it's simple, simple. So it's them, but it's also further down the food trough. We had Tom Herman on either yesterday or two days ago, and he was at Houston, had a quarterback, scored 50 touchdowns. Was that Greg Ward I'm trying to remember? No, it was the other kid. Um, and so, No, it was Greg Ward. So he had the 13-1. and one. Now, if you want details, and I usually don't, by the way. I say have some depth, be able to make up, and a G5 team is just not going to be able to do that. They were 13-1 and one and had to play a game without their backup quarterback, and they lost. And the committee said, love you, appreciate it. Uh, you get to go to the Peach Bowl and play a team that's not in the playoffs either. 13-1 and one in a conference title and no chance. In the playoffs, that's like a seven seed now. So that's what's ahead. And that is who benefits so absolutely 100% agree with Joel Klatt there we were talking Mike Norvell FSU head coach and if you want to scroll ahead in your gray matter to well how does this all play out and essentially now with divisions gone it's can Florida State overtake Clemson for the Atlantic Division Championship no they may have to beat Clemson twice or they can lose to Clemson in the regular season. You may monkey with your two deep based around this. And I don't think you ever want to lose a game. I think you do everything you can to take, you know, chance out of it. But there is now a chance, a greater chance, you could finish the regular season playing an ACC team than playing next week in the conference title game. Um, if you have, like, that much knowledge, you know, okay. I believe that's unlikely, but it could happen. But Florida State, it was overtake them for the Atlantic. That was overtake them and, you know, win the regular season championship and be the ones, you know, you get to wear the dark jerseys in Charlotte. To win anything of substance, and the ACC championship is substance. Beyond that, all you've got is a semifinal game. That would be of substance. That's not a title, but it's of substance. And then, of course, the national championship. So I'm talking about a pretty exclusive level. I'm saying you win a conference, a division isn't enough for me. And that's for everybody. And, I, again, I just try to be trans. I, I'll use my own school as an example. If we, there's a When you walk into the football building, at least there was, you look over to the left and among the other trophies and awesome things, there's this Western Division, SEC West Division Championship trophy plaque thing. And I'm like, I don't think that's uh, yeah, you won it, but eh. Like, I don't know that I'm going to have a trophy up for that. I just don't. Um, it's 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 different with a bowl game. Like, I go to the Independence Bowl, I want that big old fat trophy, and I want the flag in the background. Or, like, the Tangerine Bowl used to be a thing in Orlando, and it kind of morphed into the Citrus Bowl. But the Tangerine Bowl, I would want the look. it was not a very high-tier bowl. In fact, I would say if you go back and look at, like, 1981, 
the Tangerine Bowl was probably one of the three or four lowest quality bowls. Awesome trophy full of tangerines. Give it to me. Clemson has an Orange Bowl trophy from 1980, from January of 82. They beat Nebraska. I don't know. Every time I'm in there, it has fresh oranges in it. That's cool. So to win something, a conference, okay. To win a division, mm. every time I've been in that building, you walk in the front door and you can't. You got to go left or right, or else you run in. Actually, kind of run into the trophy. Um, and every time I'm in there, I was like, "Are those fresh oranges?" But to win anything of substance in the ACC title counts, you have to play defense. And one issue is not an. I don't get too far down the roster of quality ACC teams right now that I project to have a, a, it's a quality team for this coming season who also play defense. Offense can come and go, and you can kind of cover up, and uh, you can for a season. You can if you're elite in some other areas. If you don't play defense, like Ohio State learned at some level, it's just it's we're going to fight, we're going to face a team that is too complete. And we ain't going to get a stop. At some point, that's what it comes. Doesn't come down to offense, because you know what everybody in college football can do right now: play offense. Flip that around. I said about who plays defense in college football right now? Almost no one. So there is your difference. Florida State plays defense. Clemson plays outstanding defense. I think North Carolina may be the third best team in the conference. They don't play defense. They can't win. NC State can. Pittsburgh has played defense, and I don't know how they've kept it up. But Pitt can figure out enough in a right year. That's what you see what I'm saying? Like everybody, there's something on offense you can do. Should be. I've said the rules, the pace of play, the approach. The way teams play defense now, they'll give you yards out in the field between the 20. Here, have some yards. If you like in the NFL, my gosh. If you get the ball to start a possession on your own 27 and don't get two first downs, you're just not trying in the NFL. Um, in college, there's an element of that. It's about playing timely defense and red zone defense and forcing a field goal instead of a, a touchdown or maybe getting a turnover twice a game. And not enough to – I'm about out of defense, by the way. I got down to Pitt. I'm about out of really good defense. Syracuse has had moments, but I don't know how much – I don't know the permanence of it. So that's what that is. Dan, how is your Thursday? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, by the way, you know, just to kind of uh, wrap this up about the whole uh, Bobo and Kirby thing, uh, I am uh, proud to report that I have now heard a new explanation for why Kirby hired Mike Bobo. They were roommates 30 years ago. Um, that's why mm-hmm. Bobo gets invited to the Christmas party. That's, yeah. That's not why – that's why, like, he gets the Secret Santa gift mm-hmm. and then a bottle of champagne, much like privately off to the side. That's not why I gave you the OC job. Right, That's right. silly. Yeah, to, me, yeah. to, me, to me, that's silly. No, it's silly across the board to anybody that has half a brain in their head. So, no worries there. Um, you know, it's funny. Speaking of uh, the SEC, I, I was talking with a buddy of mine last night, and we were talking about, you know, upcoming TV deals and everything just with the shifting landscape that is in college sports. And I said – CBS really messed up. And the reason why I said CBS really messed up is because 
I thought that initially when they had inked the deal with the Big Ten that it was going to be, yeah. hey, it's now going to become 3.30 CBS with the Big Ten now. So that means you're going to, instead of big noon kickoff, you're getting Ohio State and Michigan 3.30 right there, Brad and Gary. It's going to look great. It's no longer going to be the southeastern part of the country, but it's going to be great. They're third in line now for those games because big oh. noon on Fox is still going to be the one. And then they are also too either going to parlay it into, do we believe that the Notre Dame game is larger or do we believe that the big 10 game that we have at night is large enough to be able to have that one be the primetime game with, uh, uh, with Noah Eagle and also with um, uh, uh, Todd Blackledge on that call. But then he came back to me and said, no, I think the sec messed up on this because CBS, where else were you going to get national exposure for NFL games, spots during the week on national coverage, and everything was all slated towards you on a major national network? He said when CBS came to town, it was a huge deal. ESPN, get in line. Can you remember, Dan, are you a man of enough of a certain age? Do you remember that the SEC coverage on CBS didn't start until like week three or four because they had tennis? Well, right. They had the U.S. Open, which right. is a big deal, big, big, legit deal. Uh, it's not a big enough deal, so they still do it. They wound up, they, as time evolved, they realized, wait a minute, what are we doing? We can broadcast. Let's break off a little bit more, one more week, one more week. Um, but they used to not start until like the last week of September, and that's just not what it is anymore. Well, well it got to the point, too, where they told the U.S. Open, yeah, it's been fun, but maybe ESPN is for you. I mean, yeah. that just showed you where that deal went. Yep, absolutely. So um, that was just, again, one of those examples you think of that um, it has, as we've watched, it has been SEC creep, I think, as they as something that has slowly kind of works its way into taking over. It's called creep. That has been SEC creep over the last 15 years or so uh, to the point that they literally looked at the biggest tennis tournament in America and was like, yeah, you need to find a new home, and it did. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.